Well, it seems like we're headed into a federal election. Speculation here in Ottawa indicates that the Prime Minister may take that walk or drive to see the new Governor General either this Sunday or a week from this Sunday, meaning Canadians will likely be voting in September. Now, as a pollster, this is an exciting period. We get to test our methods, we get to explore how Canadians are reacting, and there's probably no time in which more people are paying attention to politics than during an election. Welcome back to In Focus with David Coletto. I'm David Coletto. On this episode of the podcast, I spend a little time talking about our plan for the upcoming federal election and share the results of a new survey that my firm Abacus Data conducted looking at the pre-election political landscape in Canada. I hope you enjoy this discussion and what we have planned for the upcoming election. So before I get into the latest numbers from our most recent survey, I just want to give you some insight into what I have planned for this podcast over the next few months. Now, if we do go into an election campaign, my plan is to share uh, a number of times over the course of the week small um, podcasts that analyze some aspect of a survey that we're conducting. Our plan is to survey um, at least 2,000 Canadians Um, at least once a week. And then our plan is to also do daily tracking in the final five or six days of the campaign. Those details are being confirmed. But what it does mean is that we are going to have a lot of data to share. Now, as um, listeners to the previous seasons will know, my goal is to provide intelligence to listeners, give them insights that they won't find anywhere else. And so my plan is to uh, record short uh, briefings on what we're seeing in our latest research, and to bring you some in-depth interviews with folks that I think will bring insights into both the election itself, but also what the post-election landscape will look like, both from a public policy, public opinion, and political lens. I hope you enjoy it, and if you have any feedback about this podcast or things you'd like to hear more of, please send me a note at david at abacusdata.ca. Of course, you can find all our polling and analysis on our website at abacusdata.ca or follow me on Twitter, my colleague Bruce Anderson on Twitter, or all the members of the Abacus Data team. Now, let's get into our most recent survey. We completed a national survey of 2,000 Canadian adults from Uh, July 28th to August 2nd. We just released these numbers today. And as we head towards a likely election call in just a few weeks, we see a fairly stable political environment. This survey looked at a few things. First, how big are the party voter pools? Well, what we found was the Liberals continue to have the largest potential voter pool with 54% of Canadians saying they would consider voting Liberal. This is eight points larger than the NDP at 46%, 13 points larger than the Conservatives at 41%, and 23 points larger than the Greens at 31. Now, perhaps more important, when we compare today's voter pools with those 
of the parties back in July of 2019. The Liberals have a slightly larger pool, four points larger than it was before the last election. The NDP is marginally larger, two points larger, while the Conservative pool is much smaller, seven points smaller than it was when Andrew Scheer was leader heading in to the 2019 campaign. Now, if we look at the ballot, we ask people, how would you vote if an election were held today? 37% of decided voters would vote Liberal. That's a 12-point advantage over the Conservatives, who are at 25, the NDP at 20, the Greens at 6, and the Bloc uh, are at 31% in Quebec. Now, this is pretty much the exact same vote split that we found at the end of June. In British Columbia, we see the Liberals ahead of the NDP and the Conservatives. They lead the um, uh, New Democrats by seven points, 35, 28, 27. Uh, the typical wide Conservative leads in the prairies don't seem to be there anymore. In Alberta, uh, the Conservatives are polling only at 38%, well, well back of where they were even a few months ago, and certainly well back from what they got in the last election. The NDP are at second, at 29%, with the Liberals at third and 20, at 22 In Manitoba and Saskatchewan, the Conservatives are only slightly ahead of the Liberals, 35% to 31 The Liberals have a big advantage over the Conservatives in Ontario, 16 points, 43% to 27, with the NDP at 21. In all-important battleground Quebec, we see the Liberals with 36%, followed by the Bloc at 31, the Conservatives at 13, and the NDP at 11. And finally, in Atlantic Canada, the Liberals have a big 26-point lead over the Conservatives. They lead uh, with 51% of the vote to 25 for the Conservatives and 14 for the New Democrats. Now, importantly, when we look at some of key demographic groups, the Liberals have a lead among all age groups. Um, the, they're, they're, they're fighting for the votes of young voters under the age of 30. The Liberals are ahead by four over the New Democrats, 36 to 32, with the Conservatives at 18. Among those over 60, the Liberals lead the Conservatives by 10. 40% for the Liberals, 30 for the, New uh, for the Conservatives, and 13 for the New Democrats. Interestingly, for the New Democrats, their vote share goes down as you get older, and the Conservatives experience the, the opposite as they get uh, their vote share increases as voters get older. Now, on this survey, we also asked people how likely it is that they would actually vote. And what we find is that among those who say they will definitely vote, 77% of the electorate say they will definitely vote in an election. The vote choice is quite similar. Liberals ahead of the Conservatives by 11, 37 to 26, with the NDP at 20, the Bloc at 8, and the Greens at 5%. The People's Party are at 3% among the most likely voters. Now, we did um, something new in this survey. We don't always ask people for their second preferences. What we find is that the NDP has the most room to grow, one out of five decided voters say that their second choice is the New Democrats, with 38% uh, of Liberal supporters picking the New Democrats as their second choice, 39% of Green supporters, and even 16% of Conservative supporters say that their second choice is the NDP. Now, the Liberals also have sizable room to grow. 14% of respondents say the Liberal Party is their second choice, 16% among Conservatives, 40% among New Democrats, and 17% among Greens. Now, the Conservatives continue to struggle. Um, they have the fourth largest uh, second choice voter pool. They're actually slightly smaller than the Greens. 11% of Canadians who are decided in their first choice say their second choice is Conservatives. 
They are the second choice of 17% of liberals, 10% of New Democrats, and 11% of Green Party supporters. Now, it's worth noting that about three out of 10 decided voters say they have no second choice, including 41% of Conservative Party supporters. New Democrats, on the other hand, are the least likely to say they don't have a second choice. New Democrats would split 40% liberal, 25% green, and 10% conservative if they didn't vote for their first preference. Now, when we look at the party leaders, Justin Trudeau continues to have about equal numbers who have a positive or negative view of him. His net score is minus one. Jagmeet Singh remains the most popular leader in terms of net score. He's at plus 12, with 37 having a positive view and 25 viewing him negatively. If we compare Mr. Singh's numbers to the last, before the last election, he's in a much stronger position. Back in August of 2019, Mr. Singh's positives were 25% and negatives were 28 for a net score of minus three. So he would enter this campaign in a much stronger position than he did in 2019. Now for Mr. O'Toole, a very different picture. 20% have a positive view of the Conservative Party leader compared to 41% who have a negative view for a net score of minus 21. And if we look at Mr. O'Toole's predecessor, Andrew Scheer, at uh, the beginning of the 2019 campaign, Mr. Scheer had 33 positive, 36 negative for a net score of minus three, a very different picture uh, than faces the conservative leader today. So when we look at today, 2021, headed into a likely federal election, and we compare back to 2019, and we open the data vault, what we find is a very different political landscape. And let me share with you a few data points. When people ask you, are the Liberals weaker today or more vulnerable today than they were back in 2019, an election they lost in terms of their majority but held on to win the most seats and actually lose the popular vote, a few things stand out. Back in August of 2019, the Liberals had a four-point deficit to the Conservatives. The Conservatives were actually slightly ahead of the Liberals. Today, the Liberals lead by 12. Back in 2019, the federal government's approval rating was 35%. Today, it's 46, an 11-point difference. When we ask people, do you think Canada is headed in the right direction? Back in 2019, 35% felt that was the case. Today, it's 47. In fact, that's a number we haven't seen as high in a very long time. In fact, when we look at conservatives specifically and we ask them, Conservative supporters, do you think Canada is headed in the right direction? Back in 2019, only 19% felt that the country was headed in the right direction. Today, it's 30. And that 11-point difference, I think, helps to explain the lack of motivation and anger that is in the Conservative base and why I think Aaron O'Toole will have a much harder time pulling his vote and getting people out to the polls than he did back in 2019. The anger against the Liberals and Mr. Trudeau is just not there as it was in 2019. Why do I see that? Well, when we ask about Mr. Trudeau himself, back in August of 2019, 33% had a positive view of the Prime Minister, and today it's 40%. So he is in a stronger position as well. So when we look at this from a big picture perspective, I think over the last month, not a whole lot has changed in our tracking. The Liberals continue to hold a sizable national lead built on solid Momentum in Ontario, BC, and Atlantic Canada. They are strong in Quebec and are increasingly competitive in the prairies, especially in Manitoba. If an election were to be called this weekend, the Liberals would start that campaign in a much stronger position than in 2019. More people feel the country is headed in the right direction. 
The Prime Minister's personal image is more positive and the Liberals have a healthy lead, a big difference from the deficit they faced when the campaign started in 2019. In fact, if you consider that they, in our polling anyways, were behind the Conservatives by four and ended up losing the popular vote by one, um, by all accounts, that campaign ended better than it started. For the Liberals, they have a lot they can lose before risking losing power completely. To me, the biggest wild card remains the NDP. With a weakened Green Party, the NDP has the most popular leader, the largest pool of second-choice voters, and therefore a lot of room to grow if dissatisfaction with the Liberals grow and people's interest in Mr. Singh and the progressive agenda the NDP is offering compels them and appeals to them over the course of the election. Now, we don't necessarily see a volatile electorate. Only 4% of decided voters say they are very likely to switch their vote choice now. But if the other 23% who say they could switch, engage and find a better option than their current choice, we could see some shifts over the election campaign. I look forward to sharing more insights and data over the course of the campaign. And again, if you uh, are looking for any data, want some insights, or have any questions, you can email me at david at abacusdata.ca or check out all of our insights and analysis on our website, abacusdata.ca. Take care and have a great rest of the week.